Welcome back to another episode of Checking In. I have the pleasure of having Christina Rossworm, chief, chief beach bum of uh, Beach Bum Tours in studio yeah. with me today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, did a little bit of research as I as I do. We've had the I've had the experience of going on one of your tours. Yeah. So I have first-hand uh, account tried mm -hmm. and so I have some knowledge there and then I did a little bit of research like I do so uh, would love to know Christina ha are you uh, from Kelowna are you born and raised no I'm originally from the coast I'm a good old-fashioned Surrey girl so yeah, yeah um, I know uh, I've been uh, permanently in the Okanagan now for about 17 years okay I came out here um, and uh, yeah, uh, with my first husband and my kids, and then got a divorce, and then started a career actually in media. So yeah, I, that's where I kind of started my my life. Okay, so yeah, uh, you are then a transplant into the Okanagan. Yes, Okanagan, which many of us are. Yeah. Uh, before I jump into your work history yeah uh education so bcit interior design yes first yeah i went to school for interior design i uh, did uh three years at bcit when in my early 20s and then found it wasn't what it was meant i wasn't meant for that at all i tried a few different things and it just never really panned out until i got into sales and then sales okay. is where my heart was at for a long time so BCIT interior design yeah. then is that what prompted Vancouver Community College for Business Management for e-commerce or when did that no, come in? No, uh, that came in um, close to the end, of, honestly close to the end of my marriage I needed to uh, find something different that was going to put me in a career that I was able to get immediately. So. I so financial a, security, I'm yeah. hearing, or, yeah, or it was an for ability for financial uh, uh, The ability income. to uh, be on my own and take care of my kids on my own. That was really important. So, yeah, I was 30 when I, when I got a divorce and took care of my kids by myself. So That's no small feat. No, it wasn't. No. It was, it was pretty scary, to be honest. Yeah. So that's a whole nother episode around yeah. courage and bravery and tenacity and uh, uh, conviction and perseverance and survival and all those. Done those. all of those things. <laughs> and Survived. That, right? So, yeah. So, um, wine and spirit education trust wine studies. Yeah. So that's the W set. Uh, it's a basic, uh, wine education that a lot of people take, um, to just start their education in the wine industry. Um, wine was never a really big part of my life. I actually never drank until I was in my thirties and uh, yeah, I moved to the Okanagan. I'm like, Oh, what is this golden loveliness? So that, yeah, I, I discovered wine. <laughs> okay. So we are an advertising consultant yeah. uh, from 2007 to 2012. Yeah. Then we are a sales manager. Mm -hmm. So we we're, we're, we're landing in sales and we're staying in sales. We're there 2012 to 2013. Yep. Then we're an account executive, which still is in that lane of sales, 2013 yep. to 2016. Then we're a senior regional market manager. market manager, 2016 to 2017. Yep. Then 2017 comes and we start our business. So, yeah. so, so we're, um, we're, 
selling advertising, we're, we're staying in our sales lane, mm-hmm. you go to bed, you get up one morning and you're like, oh my God, I think I'm going to be an entrepreneur. How, can you, can yeah. you help go there? Narrate that um, story? Yeah. So actually I was an account executive over uh, with Aquaterra, um, Canadian Springs, and it was my 40th birthday. And the, uh, my boss called me up and told me I was actually number one in Canada for sales across Canada. And he, they like tripled my new business uh, commissions coming in and I was making some really good money. And I was actually sitting outside of a winery in a Soyuz and I was on the phone in my car and in my flip flops doing all these sales, you know, and they, I would go back and forth from Toronto and stuff like that. And they'd ask me why I was successful in sales and they had the sales formula and never followed the formula. I just kind of followed my natural instinct of sales. And then that day I remember hanging up the phone and I was like, wow, I'm done. And it was just so instantaneously, I was like, okay, I need to think of something else. I knew I always wanted to start my business, uh, like a business. I just didn't know it was going to be wine touring. I was actually looking at opening up a yoga studio. Imagine me yoging. No. Um, but yeah, so yeah, not, not, not very Zen like, but, um, but I wanted to own my own business and I wanted to do something that made a difference mainly in women's lives, which is Mm. the irony of, of that. Um, so then I was presented with an opportunity to do a one year contract with TELUS and I never, I never had like a secure job. I've always worked in uh, commission sales. Mm. So I think it kind of goes hand in hand being a commission salesperson with an entrepreneur because you really mm-hmm. are running your own business. You are the, the you are the, yeah, cause you're you eat hundred percent kill. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then I took this job with TELUS and I wasn't sure what, what I was going to do. And I was looking at all of these kind of different options of businesses, but on the weekends, I was taking my friends and my friends, friends, driving them around in my little Volkswagen to all the wineries for fun. And one day I was in, in the car and we just went and did some paddleboarding that morning and I got out and I was soaking wet and in my bikini and threw a dress on and went and picked my friends up. And they were like, do you go to wineries looking like that? I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'm a beach bum. Like I just came out like that. We went around to the wineries and then my girlfriend was in the car and I was talking about how I want to start my own business and I don't know what to do. And, right. and I'm like going to like the, the winery was on the wall. Oh, like I've never had it. And then she just said to me, you should start a wine tour company. And I was like, huh, that never even occurred to me. It never occurred to me. Yet I was searching for something yeah, yeah. and it just presented itself to me. So then it took about eight months from the concept to the day that I bought my, my first van and then I left, um, I was given the opportunity to renew my contract with TELUS and it was actually May 1st mm-hmm. of 2017 and uh, they basically were like, well, you can either renew or you could start this new adventure. I didn't even have a tour booked yet. So I said, well, I'm just going to jump off the cliff and I jumped off the cliff and I had to call Amos. He cried. So he was very scared and I was like, I got to do this. It's either, um, one thing I've learned about starting a business and owning a business is you cannot have one foot in and one foot out. You have to jump off that cliff. You have to just do it. You can't, you can't play safe. And, and your, your transparency in, in, in sharing your story with me and, and with people that, that watch this 
is a is a real opportunity to see under the hood of entrepreneurship and and it is it is raw it's scary it's oh, real yeah. there's failure there's uh doubt enormous doubt and every and, day and so many more things that i haven't touched on so yeah uh, christina you okay so the idea reveals itself and you have this aha moment and i yeah. and i love it because if you pay attention it it arrives yes it does do you at all come from a family of entrepreneurs or have you ever seen that side of it closely? Not really. My parents, my dad was an electrical engineer. So yes, he was, he ended up being a consultant, but he did his whole career as an employee. Yeah. As an employer working. And then once he went into consultation later on in his career, he was so established that it was just a natural transition for him to go. So it wasn't like he was building a company from scratch. He was more of a, a consultant. My parents were on the other side of it where they were in safety. And so they started a safety company and they did do that. But that was after I left. So okay. I wasn't really It wasn't the conversations at the dinner no. table. Never, never. Yeah, yeah. It was, I was more raised on that. You should get a job, the nine to five, you know, security, you go, you know, do like follow the. But I think your yeah. path, if I, if I were yeah. to dissect your path, you were traveling along a place in a space where you were, and you said it, you alluded to it earlier, you said it earlier, you were in control of uh, the outcomes, which is very entrepreneurial. So mm-hmm. you you were practicing entrepreneurial. I I mean, it, yeah. the, the terminology or reference would be you were an intrapreneur. You yeah, were, you were practicing, and then and then you did that leap. And and again, these sessions are to to encourage people that are cliff or pool you're standing on the edge of the pool just dive in just jump in yeah because to your point one foot in and one foot out it's go bigger go home yeah shandy from strut i loved her uh leap in the net will appear yeah uh so those are really good nuggets of wisdom so the the so dissecting the the business beach bum tours love this a company born out of combining beach life with Okanagan wine life and adventure, and you do it through shuttles and boats. Yes. Does that still hold true? Are you boats yeah. still? Uh, oh, yeah. We still have our yeah. boat. Um, so my husband joined me. He came from also a very strict 9-to-5 oh. background as well, yeah. which I, I'm so glad you met him and hung out with him. It was so neat. He's such a cool dude. I just love him. Um, he also came from... He was much more of a conservative background. So um, once Beach Bum kind of took off, he was put in a position where he either had to leave his career because he wasn't enjoying himself. So he came over and started working with me and that's when we added the boat. And then he decided to go and get all of the right credentials and the education to be a commercial captain. Mm. And uh, then we added the boats um, two year, three years ago now. And that pretty much like the, the whole concept of Beach Bum is um, yeah, I call myself like us an adventure wine tour company because we do like to add the adventure portions, not just go around and go to the wineries. That's still a, like probably sure. 80% of the business, yeah. but to be able to have 
um, a variety of basically all of the things that we love to do in the Okanagan and then present those to people that come is just been a lot of fun we've had a lot of copycats out there which I'm totally mm -hmm. fine with it's but I know that's what I hear <laughs> so, um, but I'm still I think the the truest of the adventure uh, adventure wine tours and and uh, one of the we just we're always finding new things to add to these adventures too and, and constantly trying to better ourselves and create more uh, connection with people. Um, one of the things that I've really held true since I started, um, even with COVID and the two years of COVID, I was already doing it before, but all of our tours have always been private. Mm. So it doesn't matter. Like I, I built this little, I call it the engine that that can yeah. and um, in a way that uh, we do get the opportunity to really connect with our guests and create very unique fun days that they will remember forever so that's what I really want to do is to really distinguish myself from my competitors and uh, make sure that like once they've toured with us, with us they really never go anywhere else which is really see nice. and that's interesting from a business perspective because again uh, I don't think there's much barriers to entry to becoming a wine tour company no many uh, many people do yeah and but yet it is it is or um, typically is a seasonal yeah, business. We are so seasoned. the fact that that you and Amos, uh, again from a from a financial risk perspective, could be looked at. You both are eating at the table of of life there yes. together, and and add COVID. I can't yeah. even imagine. That I was actually can't even imagine. It was pretty how scary. You survived. We weirdly that first year of COVID was really hard on us because we were trying to figure out different ways of of continuing. Like, how do you run a tourism business during a world pandemic? That first year was really hard. We definitely took a massive hit. Um, I think a lot of the the little things that I did that kind of geared myself up for survival uh, for that was. Um, uh, not to knock my competition because I'm no. not doing that at all. But a lot of the a lot of the differences is like I run old vans. Everybody sees my old vans. I know this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love my old vans, and I know that um, people have like really put a lot of money into these very expensive vans. Where I I don't. I outright buy them, uh, fix them up, make them work, wrap them up because that's. Like it's it's also a form that's of bootstrapping. Yeah. That's flying the plane while you're building the plane. Yeah. So that's that's so that way. I mean, that's good business. If the if the, if the vans aren't be. running, I'm not paying anything on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that allowed us to continue to kind of just take what we wanted to and work through the pandemic. And then the second year of the pandemic, we actually doubled our fleet because I was able to pick up some older vans from other companies that were selling them because they, they couldn't, mm, fascinating. couldn't hold on to them. So that was, uh, so we were able to um, add that to the the fleet. And then I could probably even add way more vans, like from the amount of business that I turn away is actually really interesting. And I was talking to Amos about that. I was like, do we continue trying to grow or do we keep on the path of quality? Because I've seen a lot of companies that will, um, 
yeah, you get a lot, like a lot of inquiries coming in, but then, but then you get stretched too thin and then you have to like, it's not just us. We have a phenomenal team of drivers too, that I have handpicked over the years to come and work for us. And every driver that I have is somebody that I've known in my life. Mm. It's like not somebody I've like I try to do interviews never works out but it's somebody that I've met or known or like like worked it's with at some place yeah it's through connection and so so <laughs> to water the team down will lose that the authenticity authenticity of who we are um, as a company in that and that yes it's the experience that you're having but it's also the connection and everything about it. It's not just touring. It's it's so much bigger than that for us. And once, like, yeah, what people say, once you've toured with us, you never go to another t- company because of that, because of how we've created that little internal culture. So I think fair to say is you don't, uh, you haven't taken a page out of the playbook of what a tour company is supposed to be. I've never been you're, on a tour you're, before. Cre- that's fascinating. <laughs> that's fascinating. Yeah. So you're, you're creating it very much uh, matching your passions and what matters to you. And, yes. and I would say it's um, it honors those first days you described to me, which were uh, throwing the dress over the wet swimsuit, yeah. jumping in the car and touring friends. So yeah. so the, the, the wine or the beer or the thing is just secondary. It's very to the, secondary. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, one thing I have noticed as well with with wine touring is like yeah why, like we view it I don't view it as wine touring it's it's about the connection of the group of the people that are coming in the vans like like for your tour because mm-hmm. you came with Pam um, there was a very specific reason behind that why she toured it wasn't like oh let's just go on a beer tour it was like okay uh, she was looking for connection and that that's why she did it if we were to mix some strangers with you that connection would have never happened and that was why I really stick to the private tours like it doesn't matter they're all private mm. because every tour is a celebration of something that's happening and the, and the wine and the adventure is secondary we do specialize a lot in the bachelorette so it's that connection yeah. or women's groups or, or birthdays but it, there's always a reason for that and that's kind of what we want to celebrate more than anything and then if you guys want to buy wine and have a great time then that's such a that's such an added bonus so we're facilitating those. So I hear get them, keep them. Mm-hmm. So you get your your business is built off repeat yes, repeat customers. So the more you get. So again, very local and tourism. Yeah. Do you run twelve months of the year? Um, no. We run basically I'd say from April till about the end of October is like our largest bulk of our tours we can run 12 months out of the year but last year I chose not to just because mm-hmm. of COVID we don't know what's going to be happening coming up for next year um Amos is a he's actually the head of like he's a vice president of search and rescue and a professional hunting guide and snowmobile instructor now so he's like a professional outdoorsman so he kind of does his winter stuff so it oh, allows me to seasonality yeah kind um because I work so hard through the summer like it's, it's just okay to I need a, that break, sure. and so I kind of wind down through for a few months, and then I start up again. What were some of the so so again? I asked this question because I know the the technical mm-hmm. uh, aspect of trying to manage 
fleet inventory, oh. people that want to come, and the the numerous time slots and the uh, ability. Yeah. So, what were or are some of your logistic hurdles that you needed to overcome, or that you're still? Oh, logistics are probably like the biggest um, challenges that we definitely face for touring, uh, especially watching the industry change over the last five years since I first started. It's just changed so immensely. Um, probably just lining up times is a big mm -hmm. thing with uh, the wineries everywhere we go. Mm. Everything is um, set, like all the times are set up for every place. So when you're looking at running five, six, tours a day and you have different pickup times different we run 18 different tours so then so we like five or six of those 18 tours Tell are me running you don't do this off sticky notes or an excel oh no 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 i okay. uh but i do, do use an excel spreadsheet oh, okay, okay i do use an excel okay. spreadsheet i have many excel spreadsheets i do love Eight. excel wow. um i have an incredible office assistant that helps mm. me uh i who not how yeah, yeah. i just okay. uh, she, without her her name's adessa without her she uh, I wouldn't even be where I am and um, she allows me to be more in the van because being in the van is by far my most passionate time so that's your zone of genius that's where you should be is meeting with the people yeah. did you I'm sorry what was her name Adessa Adessa did you bring on Adessa before you needed to bring her on no I or... waited till the very last minute panicked yeah <laughs> Like a, like a true entrepreneur. Okay, okay, okay. Worked 24 hours a day, trained her up, and then got her in. So, okay. she actually, she just had her one year with me, and I brought her in, yeah, about oh, a year okay. ago. Okay, okay. So, she, this is her second season with us. So, from an entrepreneurial perspective, we wear uh, a few hats. Mm -hmm. How many hats Do I wear? did you wear at the beginning? 100%. All of them. Yeah. It was just and me and one now? van. How um, about now? Well, are that's, you the accountant? Are you collections? No. Are you sales? Are you? No, not anymore. Yeah. Um, one thing I've really, really learned is know your strengths, mm -hmm. play, play within them, and build up your strengths. But the things that you're not good at, you have to, you have to find them out. Um, like for, for accounting, I've got an accountant, a bookkeeper, my nice. logistics manager. Yeah. Uh, Amos is in charge of the vans, the fleets, the all the maintenance, the, all the maintenance, yep. the mechanics, everything like that. And then I, I basically I do all of the the beginning bookings, the like the sales. You're the aspect. face of. Yeah. yeah. And the and the experience. They yeah. Have. So once okay. I get it all set up, I always look at everything just because of my sales background. I just look at everything as a sale. So it's like mm -hmm. if we get an uh, inquiry come in, I do first point of contact, I sell it, yeah. get them set up, and then I pass on the torch to Odessa, and then she takes care of everything on the back end, and then we work together like really well. And then sometimes the drivers really help out. They give a lot of yeah. suggestions, and I give them quite a bit of free reign as well. Like. With, with the tours, if they if they need to change things around, then, then go for it. Like so you don't micromanage, you, let, you give autonomy yeah. to, to decisions? It was a learning curve, I have to tell you. Yeah. Like, letting go of that control and um, allowing other people to take the dream and, and go for it was definitely a, a learning curve for me. Naysayers, did they drive you, motivate you, fuel yes. you? Yes, yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, anybody that said that I think that they I couldn't do it, that my idea is strange, or that 
it wouldn't work or uh, the, the old vans will never run or you know anything like that then i i just look at it as fuel fuel mm-hmm. for the fire mm-hmm. all the time it's so entrepreneurial yeah. would you consider yourself uh and beach bum tours in in your definition of uh successful yes yeah i would yeah i would i think that after surviving a pandemic being able mm-hmm. to flow and just seeing the support that I've had from not only the local community, but like, uh, so in uh, like everybody who's come and toured with us, like the amount of repeat, like we probably have about 60% repeat, which is incredible for a wine mm-hmm. tour company. Mm-hmm. Like we have guests, I've got a list of guests that book like eight, 10 tours a season and like they just have all their set times and they just keep on coming back. and. And it's and they they become friends that because they just been I've been with them for they've been with us forever and it's but just the amazing. hardest hardest one to get is the customer the first time yeah and pays such dividends when you pay attention and focus on recurring or retention revenues yeah that, that um, it's just, and that's served through excellent customer service. I think so. Mm-hmm. It's uh, definitely, yeah, customer service is, uh, my, my need to please is, <laughs> has finally shot, it gets to shine, uh-huh. you know, like, so yeah, it's been, I, I love it. I, I just, I honestly, very rarely do I think of being able to do anything else, mm. but, uh, that's a, but that's, that's an entrepreneur yeah. doing the thing that they love and having success at it yeah. because it isn't work. It is it's truly never work. enjoying. Yeah. If you could have anything today, is there anything that you are missing or that you need? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. One of the challenges that I do have, honestly, is trying to book uh, weekly tours, getting more tours during mm-hmm. the week. Um, that's that's been an interesting mm. thing. So I did come up with a new tour weekday. that I was, yeah, the weekday tours have been yep. a struggle for me. Um, I just launched a new tour that I call the Thirsty Thrifters, and uh, that's a combination of it's like thrift shopping, cheap Tuesday yeah. movie something something, kind of like that. Okay, okay. But it's more a combination of wine touring and thrift shopping. So that's um, we uh, just launched it a couple weeks ago, and it's just starting to get attraction. I only want to offer it during the week yeah. so because if I'm partnering up, I found some pretty cool vintage thrift shops in the Neat. Okanagan where they could use the clients and they could sure. use customers coming in during yeah. the week. Yeah. I could use tours during the week. So let's put these two together and then we'll do some wineries and some some vintage uh, uh, shopping. Yeah. And, you know, it's, uh, I think that it's going to be something but that... But Christina, two girls, a gr- couple girlfriends or a couple, they I would know. go do that. I that know. would be a thing. Isn't so, that yeah, an awesome that idea? Like, I thought it was a really was, good idea. Yeah. <laughs> We're I'm not the only biased one, at all, I know. Right? I just thought it was like, wow, <laughs> how can I turn shopping into money? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> everything I do is always like, how can I turn this into a tour? So everything I think is, how can I turn this into a tour? It's like crazy. So I is can there, help it. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us about your journey or about any nuggets of wisdom that you could uh, pass forward or pay on to other people either thinking about entrepreneurship or... I think the biggest thing about the journey is that a lot of a lot of people will say to me 
that they're like, oh, you have the dream job. Oh my God, I just love, you're so lucky. And I say, it's not luck. It has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with luck. Mm -hmm. I put the time in, I put the Mm -hmm. hard work in. I also constantly am thinking about how to be better. It's all consuming. And it is all consuming. Mm -hmm. I live, eat, sleep, breathe Beach Bum Tours all the time. And I know the day that I stop that is the day that I'll have to move on, Mm -hmm. which I don't see myself doing that anytime soon. Mm -hmm. But it's not like, yes, we can make it look easy um, on the outside, but it's that blood, sweat and tears in the background that... Uh, and it's not just that, it's also the anxiety, it's the unsurety, it's the like the second guessing yourself, but still continuously saying, no, I'm going to, I'm going to push through. I believe in myself. I believe in this idea. I know that, that I can be successful in, in this journey. And it's not just the naysayers out there. It's the naysayers in here. That is a big, I think it's the biggest challenge that I have. Did you use mentors or, or did you, did you have people that went? So again, we Um, do our best to, to hush that we do our best, but there's sometimes that it's hard. Uh, yes and no. I've, I've had, I would reach out to a lot of different people, um, and ask questions about business. Um, whenever like if there was something I didn't know mm-hmm. I have no problem trying to find somebody that does know the answer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning I relied a lot on other people's advice mm-hmm. but now I honestly you follow your I gut. just follow my own mm-hmm. yeah now people people like to uh, give me their advice all the time uh, that's one unsolicited of my oh it's my favorite <laughs> constantly telling me how I should do things and what I should do and Reminds me of what Brene Brown actually. I was mm. I was watching Brene Brown and uh, she was like, you know, it's hard to take advice from somebody who's never stepped in in the ring. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you like I step in the ring and I'm ready for that all the time. I, and and that if somebody asks me for advice, I, I have no problem giving it. Um, but uh, now I don't I don't listen to the advice as much anymore unless yeah. it's more like I yeah. really listen to my heart now, yeah. my my gut. Yeah. Yeah. It took a long time to get there, though. It yeah. takes decades. I know. <laughs> thank you thank so you. much for yeah. coming in and, no, and sharing you. your story with us. We, yeah. we wish you and have no doubt there will be tremendous uh, future you. success and yeah. a whole whack of new tours. And, yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, thank you for, for serving well, the thank needs you for of the getting, coming in. Thank you for getting in the van. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs>